up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. The chore that you can't stand the most. I've So... You've you've already revealed. revealed it. You don't like taking out the trash. No, I mean I don't mind taking it to the bin, but then taking the bin down the driveway and putting it on the sidewalk and getting the green bin doing the same thing, especially when the weather's bad. Not my thing. So when my husband moved in with me and uh, from Seattle, uh, that chore kind of was handed over to him. That's very funny. Thank you very much. <laughs> How was that conversation? It was no conversation. It just morphed into it, Jamar. It wasn't even a conversation. You gotta let it go. You it was like a point. It was like <laughs> that. You. Yeah, that's right. That's very funny. Yeah. Uh, I I find that chore, the fact that you don't like that, I find that funny because it's so simple. It's just two bins and you just drag them out. So I don't it mind depends, doing it. It depends on your driveway and it depends on the weather. I'm downhill. Okay. So it is a precarious Sometimes it's a sled, if you know, like, right? Point taken. Yeah, and that's the only time I don't really like it is when it's icy or snowy. Yeah, I'll tell you the one I I detest with every part of you. Okay. Laundry. Really? I like loading the machines. I get, like, a a certain satisfaction of, you know, sorting the laundry, loading the machines, getting the right, um, hitting the right cycle. Yeah. You know, like, kind of the combinations of, okay, colors, cold. Yeah. Extra rinse, sure. Yeah, I'll do uh, it. How much soap do I have in there? Oh, okay. Put a little more soap. I like that part, but it's folding the laundry when it's all done. It seems like it just never ends. I feel like the laundry is actually multiplying as I'm folding it. It does puff out a little bit more. It when just it's dirty, feels, it kind of gets compressed, right? It feels like the never-ending chore. That that I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't like laundry. Some people love folding. I'm not a big folder, but I have to do it. It's not my favorite thing. I do it as fast as I can. And I kind of test myself on how good I can do, especially T-shirts, right? Fold, fold, and then fold back. I just, uh, I just want to ball it all up and just throw it in the here's, drawer. Here's a clue for you to make your life easier. <laughs> okay. Especially with little kids. You know, yeah, you yeah, get yeah, all yeah, these yeah. cute little socks they get. Cute little socks. With a duck on one. And a, you know. Cute when they're wearing it, not when you have to fold it. Well, let me tell you, I bought Everly all white socks. Because I'm not mixing and matching. Thank that, you so much. There it is. Because then you got to sort through all these uh-huh. clothes and find these tiny socks and try to match Where's them. the little turtle sock to go with the other little turtle sock? It Those is. Those days are gone. The worst. Yes. You nailed it. Mm-hmm. That's a great hack. Um, someone texted in that they hate vacuuming. Lisa from Stouffville. What, what are you talking about? Problem, Lisa. I find so much, so much satisfaction yeah. in vacuuming. Especially my handheld Dyson in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> little dust bunnies. I got it. Like, got it. And then I try to pay Tetris with the floor where I try to do like, you know, like get the angles right and stuff. I don't know. That's just me. I think the actual worst is mopping because yeah. you have to move so many things yeah. to yeah. mop. Then you got to let it dry and you yeah. can't walk. You got to <laughs> strategically get back to the couch and just wait. For what the is the right oh. way to do that? Like, okay, this is what I think it is. I think it's like, say if you have like a long hallway. Yeah. I think you have to walk backwards. You, so you start at right. the top of the hallway, yeah, and then you mop backwards. To what so, room? I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, where, the where are you stuck? Like you don't want to be in the front door because where are you going to go now? Then where are you going to go? For? I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But you have to. You're right. You have to be strategic. Same idea, guys. Kind of without the dry time is. I love the Roomba. When we got our Roomba, mm-hmm. my husband was every day he was Roomba. <laughs> he doesn't touch that thing because you have to lift all the. 
all the furniture pieces up. That, exactly. You know, right. And so, so he's kind of lost the joie de vivre for that one. Okay. But yeah. is anyone really Roombaing? The Roomba's Roombaing. He's not Roombaing. Yeah, but you got to move stuff to get the good Roomba. So that's the Roomba oh, yes. part you of know? it? Yeah, and it's wrecked a couple of our uh, our, uh, our chair uh, legs. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Cleaning baseboards. Someone said, uh, someone in Oshawa says, I hate cleaning the baseboards. Yes, that's a good one. That is. That one doesn't, I mean, that's pretty simple to me, though. Well, uh, well if you like a stick and. Yeah, know. well, if you've got the extender Swiffer, it's good. You can do it. It's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. But if there's a lot, if she lives in an older home, oh, okay. it'd be a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the dishwasher. I've said this before on the show. I, there's a certain satisfaction I get from having the perfect dish pack. It's great. <laughs> and when it comes out all clean, it's like magic. Yeah. But a lot of people really don't like it. Oh, okay. How about loading or unloading? Because unloading, I like, uh... I don't like... I'm noticing a pattern with me. Yeah. I really do, I don't like the real work. I guess that that's what it is. I like the, the fake work, not the real work. Because I also don't like unloading the dishwasher. There's something about you that yeah, does yeah. not like to unload. I don't like unloading the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the dryer and the washer. Yeah. And I don't like unloading the dishwasher. Okay. That's not the fun part. The fun part is putting it in. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. um, another person says that they hate, they hate, 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 hate cleaning their shower. How do we feel about shower cleaning? Uh, Producer Simone, you not, not a fan? Not a fan. Not a fan. I, I'll pass on. I'll do anything else but cleaning the shower. It's just the one thing I, I, I put off as long as possible. Now, you know, we're men. We have to uh, buck the stereotype. So even though you don't like it, still do it. Got to do it. Come okay, on. Good. <laughs> just making sure. Because we discovered the other day that we have nasty showers, us guys. <laughs> but cleaning the shower, I don't know. Do I mean the squeegee and the scrubbing, Marilyn? No, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. A squeegee. Sometimes I'm in the mood. Sometimes I'm not. I mean, there is that we. You know, what we did. We yeah. got the biggest squeegee <laughs> that we could get, so it was less time. Okay. Because we had a little tight. The ones that they sell for the shower, like little, 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 little ones. Right. You know? We went and got the car one. Yeah, like right, for a, like, like so you like, get more like truck, surface like area for stroke. Yes. Uh huh. Now it's quite large, but uh-huh. it gets the job done. Well, th- that's okay. what the, the big ones tend to do. That. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> how do you guys feel? All right, cleaning toilets. When you think about all the little bacteria and the germs and stuff, I know it's nasty, but once again, I get a little satisfaction when I go in the toilet with the brush, and then you get the suds in the toilet, and you get to look at it and go. Ah, look what I just did. It's all just in there killing germs and doing its yeah, work. Yeah, I don't mind that. I like that. I, but I don't want to clean other people's toilets. Point taken. Yeah. And then when you like really put some elbow grease in there and get under like the rim of the toilet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. A lot of people don't like that. Okay, here is one chore that you probably should stop doing if you want to be a little better to the environment. Mm-hmm. Another person from Oshawa texted in and they nailed it. It is raking the leaves. Oh. According to what I'm reading here from Popular Science and USA Today, you should actually leave the leaves in your yard because it helps fertilize the soil. How about that? And the little animals have a place to sleep. Yep, yep. Um, The leaves also, if they fall around the root of the plants that are growing in your yard, they'll actually suppress weed growth. Oh, that's good. Because if weeds are growing up, they have nowhere to go, they have no light, the leaves help suppress that a little bit. Yeah. So um, when you're raking up all those leaves and putting them into bags, you're messing with the circle of life as the leaves fall and they fertilize the soil and give you a little better growth. Yeah. 
You should leave some of them at there at least. And then you can clean them up in the spring. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. that's interesting. The only thing they want, uh, I, I just heard this and Simone was talking about it too, is taking the uh, the grate, right, on the, on the street and making yeah. sure that's clear. The sewers and the such? The sewers and stuff. That's yeah. the only thing you have to do. But, you yeah. know, I have a couple of neighbors that, that do not rake and they wait till the spring, and that now I know why. Well, here's a pro tip if you want to look extra weird. Get on your lawnmower and mow your leaves. Mow oh. your leaves. What you'll do is you'll crunch them up into little beanie pieces. Yeah. And you'll even make the soil more fertile. Very good. Because you'll get like, uh, it's like your own little mulch kind of mix. Oh, good. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 1045. Are those people in your life that give you that fake smile like, hey, hi. Um, oh, oh, stop that. Hi. Hi. I hate that. Why the fake smile people? Yeah. Well, we might have to give them a little credit. Why? Because according to this research I'm reading, they might be onto something. Uh, the fake smile, according to science, actually could make you feel happier inside if you give a fake smile. They, gro- they rounded up uh, uh, thousands of people yeah. from across, I think, 19 different countries this uh, study was done. Okay. And they made different people do smiles, mm-hmm. mimic pictures. Mm-hmm. They made them do other things like take their two fingers and push their face up. They made them take a pen and hold it between their lips, which kind of like yeah. makes you ultimately smile a little bit if you try to put a pen in your mouth and hold instead, it. Instead of being like down in yes. the mouth, you're yeah, up. It, yeah. it forces you to kind yeah, of yeah. put your face in that way. Did they show puppies and kittens and things like that? They too? showed all types of pictures oh. and things, and they asked people to do all these things. And they also mixed in some other um, yeah. motions that were not so smiley. Yeah. And the conclusion is... According to the Journal of Nature Human Behavior, they said that anyone who smiles, even if it's a a fake smile, you receive some sort of emotional benefit. You are somewhat happier just by attempting to smile daily. I think the fake people in our lives deserve a round of applause. You did it. You nailed it. And that is fake applause. So you fake it it till you make it. You fake it till you make it. Yeah. So uh, give people a smile if you want to boost your own. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Azalea, bigger. Come on. Bigger. Yeah, there we go. There (laughs) let's make Simone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull back that beard. There it is. That's a real smile. Hey, everybody. It's Monday. Everybody smile. So, yeah, the the, the smile has a function for your your biology. It makes you feel good. Do you know it's harder to smile than to frown? I'll tell you that. I've heard that one before. Yeah. I, I want to see the research. They say it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile, yeah. right? And, and, the, and the wherewithal to do it. So that's that's kind of an interesting study. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. But I don't say bye and hi. Bye. Because that really is. <laughs> oh, hi. got to stop. How are you? <laughs> it's like, you don't really want to know how I'm doing, do you? But the fake smile. Try today. You look so good today. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> One okay. of those. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> Yay. Thanks. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Text us at 104.536 what you or your child will be dressed up for Halloween this year. Text the costume to 104.536 so we can see what's going on out there. Um, there is a, a consensus amongst parents that if you go bigger on Halloween, meaning if you go more creative, mm-hmm. you will get more candy. Oh, okay. According to parents polled, 61% of parents uh, insist that when you get a creative costume, 
you know, you might get more candy. Or when people with creative costumes come to their homes, they're more inclined to give them a little extra. Like, wow, look at you. Yeah. That is a very, very intricate mummy. Yeah, yeah. Take two bags of candy. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with that because some kids, and I'm, I was one of those kids. Okay, is this my last year for Halloween? All right, I'll just get this pillowcase. I'll put some dirt on my face. I'll wear my dad's big jacket. I'll be... Like, I don't know what I'm going to be. So anyway, I would go to the door and they go, okay, You're a right. dirty pillowcase. You're a dirty pillowcase. But when somebody had come to my door once and they took this cardboard box, you guys, and they were in the monitor of a computer. Okay. They And they made it all themselves. I went, okay, I got, here's the, here, I threw candy at them. I throw candy at little ones that make their way up to the front porch because they can barely walk. But the ones that really try hard, I think I do. Well, there it is. It holds true. It holds true. What about you? What do you think? Um, I think when you do a a really intricate costume, you get enthusiasm from the audience. The audience really is the the houses you're going to. Yeah, that's right. People open the door and they're like, wow, what is that? Yeah. Um, Then, of course, you're going to get an extra handful of something, you know, other than just coming up and being, oh, blood on your shirt, vampire. Get it. Here's a Hershey kiss. So, uh, Hershey kiss. you know what I mean? Like, if you go big, yeah. the the giver of candy will go big as well. You, get, you can double dip. What is the little one doing this year? The little one is going to be a skeleton princess. Skeleton princess. So I'm walking around in my neighborhood with my uh, with uh, with her mom, uh-huh. and uh, and Jim's going to give out candy. And I, I don't know how many steps she can take, and I don't know what this outfit's going to look like, but... That's what we're planning to do. And they start really early, 5.15, 5.30. So that is ready. early. That That's is, before yeah. even sundown. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine will be one of the Paw Patrol um, characters, the one named Chase. Chase is on the case. Chase is always on the case. Yeah. He's the uh, the police officer looking one. Yeah, so that's what that's what he's he's zeroed in on this. Year. We should have had the two of them get together because last year she was Marshall. Oh, he loves Marshall. That would have made his day. Yeah. He'd be like, Marshall in real life? Yes. Yeah, Chase and Marshall. Yeah. So much fun. Looking okay. forward to it. Well, yeah, keep them going. Let us know what uh, you guys are uh, up to with the costumes. You can text 104536. We'd love to see them. If at any point you think it's something we need to see, you can tag us on our social, at Chum1045. And hey, you never know. Maybe we'll repost the little ghoul. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Chum 104.5. Came across an article on BuzzFeed about the the 19 horror movie moments so disturbing that people believe the filmmakers may have gone too far. I would love to read you some of the descriptions of these scenes, but I don't want to ruin your morning. (laughs) <laughs> just to be honest, with I just you. want you to know, sitting next to uh, Jamar and he's reading, and I hear, oh, oh, ah. like you know, like not good. Some of these movies, you know, it's like it, um, Mother. Let me see, uh, Saw. Uh, just The Exorcist. Did you see The Exorcist? Oh yes, that's a I classic, did. right? Yeah, not the time it came out, but later on, because everyone was talking about it. Yeah, well, that was disturbing. I don't think I've ever seen The Exorcist yeah. in completion, to be honest. Well, with. it's 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 going to look dated to you, uh, with you know how they did special effects, but it's scary. Think same thing with Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's that was scary. Baby, yeah, that was scary. I remember walking in on my dad watching Cujo. Oh yeah, that was scary. <laughs> and be like, oh, this uh, is not for me. This is not for lock the car, honey. 
Just right. Not in the car. With the dogs. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Stephen yeah. King the, the is dogs. scary. Yeah, yeah. And he leads you into this path, and then you're like, I'm really scared. And you can't leave it. According to this BuzzFeed article, yeah. uh, that scene in The Exorcist with the crucifix, yes. that went a little too far. Yeah, I think so. That was not necessary. <laughs> that was so not necessary. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, 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 uh, I'm gonna say yes to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are horror movies. I mean, what is everyone's favorite Halloween movie? I mean, I like the Scream movies. Yeah. Those were they just had that kind of like, it was a good balance of funny, and terrifying. It was like ridiculous. The characters were ridiculous. Everyone's Who's face. in those movies? Who's in those oh, movies? Oh gosh. Like? Don't, what's Nev it? Campbell. Nev Campbell's okay. in that. Drew Barrymore was in the first Drew one. Drew Barrymore with the phone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like there's the guy on the other end. What's of the your favorite scary like, movie? Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Those things are like. That's kinda, scary. I mean, it's scary, but it's ridiculous. So there's a funny quality to it. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorites. Okay. Is, I'm not, you ask scary. I'm not good at, at that. Is there a single Halloween movie that you can remember well, that like at least gives you some kind of joy? Well, the first one that I ever saw was House of Wax with Vincent Price. Okay. And that's You've referenced that people. one before. Yeah. yeah, and he takes people off the street and he just puts them in wax. And then, and then uh. he's got this museum that's weird. And he's very, very macabre. Okay, I'll say that. But one of my favorite movies is Young Frankenstein. Very funny. Very not scary. Yes, it's got all the players in there. But that, I like that. And Carrie was scary. Carrie. Carrie, Carrie? Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was scary. So those are like the three that I think of. You know, I'm more of the, I'm more of the R, not R-rated, G-rated kind of thing. G-rated, R-rated movies? I can't do I'm all for the family Halloween movies. Yeah, so yeah. I'm talking Adam's Family, Values, Casper, Twitches with T and Tamara Mori, yeah. <laughs> Halloween Town. I want the happy Halloween movies. I don't want the yeah, scary me stuff. Too. Me too. The one, and I like the funny ones. Carrie was not funny, but but Young Frankenstein at the time was really funny. Yeah, and Adam's Nights Family. Out, yeah. Do you think Knives Out is is a Halloween movie? Oh, I haven't nah, seen it. Knives no. Out is more of like they a. I kind of mention it in, a, in an article. I'm like, I don't think so. I think it's like Who Done It. Yeah, yeah. yeah Knives yeah. Out speaks like more clue. like a like a mystery. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Oh, Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. Adam Who, Sandler. That? Adam Sandler, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. See? Funny. Yeah, yeah, A little yeah. bit of mystery in there. <laughs> Don't forget about Hocus Pocus. Uh-huh. Of course, you know. can never. Or yeah. the Peanuts gang. Right. Uh, Charlie Brown Halloween. Well, <laughs> Ghostbusters, That's guys. a little bit too much. Ghostbusters, come on. <laughs> what? Did you say Charlie Brown was too much? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ghostbusters is great. Classic. What do you mean, Charlie Brown was... This is actually a Halloween song. Take a listen. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Chum 104.5. All right, we're going to take a quiz. Um, pick, a ho- pick a Halloween movie, and the rest will disappear forever. Okay? You can only pick one. Um, are you picking Hocus Pocus or Beetlejuice? Uh, I like Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, you, so you're saying Hocus Pocus disappears? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most people said that. Fifty-eight percent. Uh, which one disappears forever? Casper or Sleepy Hollow? Sleepy Hollow. Bye. Casper. Oh my. Sleepy Hollow. No, sir. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say Casper also. Yeah. What? Casper disappears? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Bye bye. Sixty-six percent people said that. Okay. Okay. Which one disappears forever? Um, Adam's family or the nightmare before Christmas? The nightmare before Christmas disappears. Agreed. Nightmare before Christmas? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys are in the minority there. Yeah. 58% like say the Adam's, Adam's family. I like the Adam's family. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, which one disappears forever? Corpse Bride or Frankenweenie? I <laughs> uh, don't know either one of them, so I'll let you guys vote. I don't know either, but I'll say really? Frankenweenie. Frankenweenie goes away. Corpse Bride stays for sure. <laughs> okay. 85% agree. Okay. Yeah, Corpse Bride is a classic. Is it? Okay, I got it. Okay. Check that out. Okay. So there it is. Um, Do I have to check out Corpse Bride or is it not, you know me well enough? Yeah, it's one of those stop motion. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know. Corpse yeah. Bride is the same thing as The Nightmare Before Christmas. Like The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Can I mention a scary movie that involves real people and it's based on the kind of a kind of a twisted semi-real story? It's called Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? Whatever happened to Baby Jane? It's Joan Crawford and Betty Davis who really didn't like each other in real life, so it makes it even more intense. But one is trying to murder her sister. It is awesome. It is a scary movie. And it was done in the in the 60s. And these are two pretty well-washed-up uh, actresses. And it is phenomenal. It's scary. It's scary. So there's horror, right, Jamar? You and I were talking about that the other day. And then there's scary, and then there's fun, entertaining light, mm. like Casper. Like yeah. it's that kind of thing. Yeah. So this one's kind of funny? No. No, it's just super, super horror? You just stick with it. <laughs> it's campy, but it's not funny. Okay. Okay, watch it if you have a chance. Whatever okay. happened to Baby Jane? Yeah, this, okay. is not, this is not Love Actually kind of stuff. Oh, thank you for yeah, the Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm getting gritty with you now. That I'm, was horror. It is me. considered a classic film. In that genre, and it's there's a reason for it. Got okay. it, got All it. Right. Cool, cool. Uh, let us know what your favorite horror. What will you be watching to bring in the scary, scary holiday of Halloween? Texas at one zero four five three six. Turn up, Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum one zero four five. Uh, a TikToker recently went viral because of her her dating practice. What she does when she goes on dates. After she goes on the date and meets the person she's dating guys, she she starts to put them into a spreadsheet. And the spreadsheet uh, is a way for her to organize all of the attributes of these people. Right. Things like their allergies, whether the date likes dogs or not. Take a listen to this. The next section is their profession, their age, uh, what home state slash city they are from and then the likes and dislikes column since i am very forgetful uh this will also include like their favorite color and things so in potentially like six months i don't forget wow what does she do do in real life that is that is a very organized she annoys somebody (laughs) (laughs) wow 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 she even knows their nicknames too nicknames everything goes into the spreadsheet nicknames allergies whether they like dogs or not, um, this is just a way for her to keep track of all the dates she's going on. Yeah, well, I, 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 she's busy, it sounds like. And there is like a, uh, a template that you can also use if you look it up uh, and Google it. It's, uh, you can use your own very – put the picture up. What's on the template? Well, let me see about this because on this, it's hard um, – jeez, Jamar, I can't even read it. It's so far away. Here we go. Uh, how many dates, uh, work dates, uh, uh, who paid, uh, online appearance versus real life appearance, <laughs> that's, initial date reaction. You know, that's not bad, right? Maybe it's a good way for her to narrow down, yeah. the, um, you know, what she's trying to focus on with these, <laughs> with these people. You know, maybe they fill, they fulfill enough, uh, requirements. They're like, okay, you get a second date. 
Okay, maybe this person doesn't get another date. Move on. Yeah. This person's worth a little more investigation. Or if you or if you invested in somebody and they ghosted you, you know, you can go back and go, oh, I didn't see that coming. There you go. It's right there. Okay. Especially when you share the stories with your girlfriends over a glass of wine. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. There is the problem. There is the red flag right there. Right. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Maybe it's one way to get to get it done. Make a spreadsheet and let us know where... Uh, who has the best stuff the on, the, on the sheet? Single person in the room, Azalea. How do you feel about that in one word? Confident. <laughs> Confident. Okay. That's a good word. That's a good one. Thank you. Good one. We're going to go with it. Okay. <laughs> Turn up Marilyn Dennison Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Coming back to Crave and not a moment too soon. One of our favorite shows back for season two. The comedy drama The White Lotus huh. joining us from season two. It's Adam DeMarco. Hey, Adam. Uh, Canadian hi. Adam yes. DeMarco yes. from Canadian Oakville. Canadian Adam DeMarco. So yeah. Oakville, is that correct? Yes. yes. Uh, currently Vancouver? Currently Vancouver. Yeah. Cool, cool. How's it be, uh, feel to be back in Ontario? I love coming back. Yeah. I mean, I usually come back every Christmas, but yeah. this is nice. It's kind of like a Christmas type experience for me as well so your family's still here yeah yeah everyone's in toronto and oakville okay so adam and i were just talking about the first season Mm -hmm. of white lotus and you know it took me a little bit to get into it jamar but once i got in it was like a freight train uh we forced you yeah you did that let's let and bear the lead we said you have you have to watch this great show to force people to watch yes Yes. (laughs) did that happen to you too when you like not knowing that you're going to get in season two yeah well i'd watched the first episode because everyone was talking about yeah, it, yeah. tweeting about it. I was yeah. like, check this out. And I think I was just in the wrong he- headspace right. for it. Yeah. It was just, I didn't know what to expect. It was so weird and eerie and it kind of turned me off. So I only watched half. <laughs> and then when I got the audition, I was like, okay, I better finish this. I better finish this. And then I just binge watched the whole season and it, it, it got amazing. It's like, I mean, this season also is similar to the first one where the first episode is, it's, it's like a prologue. It's setting everything up. And yes. every episode just ramps it up like okay. a slow well, burn towards Yahoo insanity. Entertainment described the show as a bit too much Who? which I think Yahoo Entertainment they go it's a bit too much which is actually <laughs> my favorite thing about the show it's way much it's like so over the top mm-hmm. every plot line tries to best the last one it's okay. like okay uh he did it. what they're gonna do what now oh okay they're like yeah it's just it goes over the top and that it's a lot of imagination yeah Mike White is just he's such an amazing writer and, yes. and all of his characters have this like amazing arc even if it is too much <laughs> like well, everyone's got this satisfying story and and like a moment where they're you know likable or unlikable sure. or a hero or a villain and he just writes these amazing real characters let's talk about you adam uh working alongside f murray abraham you know him from amadeus and scarface and michael imperioli yeah. who i love from the sopranos yeah. of goodfellas so you, F. Murray, is your grandfather, and Michael is your Aja. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there you are. So I mean that. I mean you're in Sicily, so that's not too bad. But honestly, mm-hmm. how did you feel about being in that company? I mean, amazing. Yeah. Uh, pretty intimidated before I met them, but sure. then the, the second I met them, I was like, okay, this is these, you got this it. Is my family, and, and we started. Yeah. Michael was organizing rehearsals for us, and I was bringing them Sicilian strawberries as a peace offering very good very yeah. good Please so the like only me. person that's coming in that we know from last time is jennifer coolidge yeah. and john grise oh okay yeah that's her uh 
the person she ended up with, right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Her parents. From uh, BLM, the Bureau of Land Management. Yes. 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 That's right. That guy. Yeah, I forgot good. about that. Yeah. So, so what was shooting? Uh, I mean, it's painful to say. Sicily, terrible. Was it awful there? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it was. Yeah, obviously, it was like a dream yeah. come true. I, I, I get emotional watching the show sometimes because I'm seeing it through, you know, yeah. our director and and our cinematographer's eyes and I'm like wow this place really remember was the beautiful. experience yeah, right? yeah 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 that's awesome my home for two and a half months this uh, small town were you still doing with the COVID uh, you know uh, kind of protocols during that of time? course yeah. yeah very very strict yeah yeah I think every other day everyone was getting tested. Yeah, like that. somewhat. Yeah. That's an extra kind of layer. Mm-hmm. To, uh, yeah, we had to do it. We had, yeah. we had some COVID outbreaks as the shit yeah. went along, and it yeah. kept getting delayed. But I was like, yes, we had to spend more time in Italy. Like, this is but great. This was one of those shows that when season one ended, we were just like, how long do we have to wait mm-hmm. for season two? Well, they didn't Very even true. know that there would be a season I two. know. We were, and when yeah. it finally got announced, we are like, yes. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Halloween is a gray area. Or... Is it? Maybe. I don't know what color the area is. Maybe it's, it's usually a usually wet, area. And rainy, and dark in, a, in Toronto. A wet and rainy area, to your point. <laughs> um, but when you get to a certain age, there are probably certain things around Halloween time and around the celebration that you should not do. And we'll go through that list right now for any adults celebrating Halloween. Do not peer into people's windows in costume like you know where you you know you go to a house you go i'm gonna i'm gonna get into character and scare the family and then you go and look into their window you might get arrested for that don't do that but can i walk my granddaughter and around uh, on monday night and look in people's windows to see how they design their house um, Is that okay? I, I I'm would not, say I'm that not gonna be in costume. It's just gonna be me. Well, if you're not in costume, that might even be worse. He's <laughs> like, who is this lady looking into my house? I like this. Bring the picture down. It's hung too high. Bring it down. All May right. I suggest? Yes. You stand on the sidewalk, sidewalk and let your daughter eavesdrop into people's windows. <laughs> okay. That'll go over a lot better. All right. Um, the other thing you should uh, avoid doing, or just don't do it at all. Um, don't TP people's property. Oh, don't soap windows. Don't shaving cream driveways. Don't egg houses. Don't do Jamar, any of that. You, you seem to know a lot of what you can do. <laughs> and so let me say, I've had my, my car TP'd in university because it was just a joke. It took forever. I've, my neighbor had their tree TP'd in Scarborough. Yeah. Took forever yeah. for that paper to go down. Window uh, soaping, I, I've seen that. Somebody threw a couple of eggs at my neighbor's house in Scarborough. Forever it took to take it off. Uh, so how do we know so much about this? Well, uh, you know, maybe you? at Ever? some point I was lightly observing <laughs> participants. I don't know. Wasn't that say. Hell's Night the night before Halloween you did that? There was one particular yeah. night yeah. where we did um, we did terrorize the neighborhood. Yeah. And my mother found out and <gasps> made us clean up the neighborhood. I love your mom. Every day when you tell me stories about your mom, I love her. Well, that that day I didn't really, but <laughs> okay. I, I get it now. I totally get it. So don't do that. Okay. You're too old for that now. Um, crashing a Halloween party with a case of beer. Hey, guys, I brought beers. That's just, like, not the way to do it because you probably weren't invited to that party. Don't crash people's Halloween party and think that you could just bring some beer be in costume because you know it's a different time now people want to know who you are like who oh, is that woman very different time I, I i see the costume but who, who are, are you? you were you invited here yeah. and the beer doesn't make it any better um <laughs> they say that uh certain things as an adult just doesn't look good no. 
making out inside of the haunted house. Uh, Marilyn, for the love of God, when I you know. and Jim go to Casa Loma, I know. don't go Can't into one it. of the, the haunted rooms and just start going at each other's face. We scare face. the people. <laughs> we scare the people who are trying to scare us. It's not a good look. Okay. Uh, and last but not least, the debate wages on. Should adults participate in trick-or-treating alongside the kids or not? I don't know where I stand on that. I, I stand on this. As a, you know, you're like their, uh, you're like their, um, uh, what am I trying to say? You know, when Chaperone? Chaperone. Mm. Yeah, and if you throw, you know, they're usually, they have a, like a little drink, <laughs> alcoholic drink with them. And they're oh, that's a interesting. Good time. I've never and experienced that one. Would you like to have a Kit Kat with that vodka soda in your uh, coffee mug? Oh, that'd be ah, great, Marilyn. Thank you so much. That's a, no problem. You know, I'm new to the whole chaperone yeah, version walking, of this. They're walking. There's no one. There's no danger. You know, that's that's how they feel about it. Yeah. I'm gonna and take all that. All the fathers get together. The mothers give out the candy, and the mothers get jealous because they've got to give out the candy, and they can't go for that walk. It's fun. I'm go- I'm gonna dress up my flask as a TV remote. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a TV that's a remote. Good, yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> okay. Yep. Adults, you've been notified. Don't do those things. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. I'm going to say that you're going to see a bunch of Taylor Swift costumes this year. Uh, she's really hot right now. She's top of mind. Um, you could text in, how would someone dress up as Taylor Swift? What would a Taylor Swift costume entail? A scarf uh, of some kind. The red scarf? Yeah. Yes. Um... Maybe a guitar, right? Yeah. You'd walk around a guitar. I'm guessing when people come to the door. I kind of think it's fun. Because when they're, especially when they're creating something on their own instead of a store-bought costume, I kind of go, that's clever. Well, a lot of those costumes are last minute. They, like, yeah. I'm not trying to throw shade I'm not, at anybody. No, but. I'm not. I'm, well, well, sometimes parents are so busy. But especially 13, 14-year-olds, uh, they don't know whether or not they should go out again. And at the last minute, they go, oh, I'm going to settle on that candy. I'll, I'll make something up. And then they're running around the house trying to figure, what do I have? I have a jean jacket. I have I have a mop. I have a... I, I, you do something with Okay, you. I'll be Eddie Munson. <laughs> Eddie Munson from Stranger Things, by the way. The, uh, that's the uh, the guy they introduced in uh, season four. Uh-huh. You get the long 80s wig, right? <laughs> yeah, you get a jean jacket, and you're the Stranger Things guy. How would you do Wordle? That would take some uh, okay. construction paper. If I, yeah, you get construction yeah. paper, and you do a back and forth forward kind of layer yeah um you do i mean wordle just looks like almost like a crossword puzzle it so does it do does like, yeah, kind yeah. of like a tic-tac-toe pattern mm-hmm. and just put some words in there and then you have to do something clever and let the people opening the door to let you in for halloween yes guess what the wordle is i like that i'm wordle extra chocolate bar for that one okay all right some last minute ha- halloween costumes um you could dress up as the weekend i could do the weekend you know why because i have a red sport coat Ah. I have a red sport coat, and that's the beginning of the weekend Halloween costume. Then you get black glasses. The, the glasses have to be what, what like like Ray Ban kind of glasses, yeah? Or, or they nah, he does Google? the um the Google uh, the, the what are those the, the big goggles? frames? He does yeah, like the yeah, goggles. goggles. He does the yeah. big frames. The Google's. the goggles. <laughs> and you get some black pants, black shirt. Yeah, yeah. And then you're the weekend. I like that. Um, how would someone be Barbie and Ken? Is that a last minute? Oh my gosh! You just, you know, what is it? Uh, what, what do we we were talked about that before? Anything that's bright pink, neon, yes, uh, uh, summer, like like I can see Ken. You put on fake tan, <laughs> put on your bathing suit, yeah, your flip flops if you dare. There it is, and there you can have it right there, and wrap yourself in a towel. I saw uh, my uh, television Halloween uh, spooktacular is happening on Monday on the Marilyn Dennis show, 
and I looked in the audience. There's a lot of great costumes, but the one that stood out, but I had to guess, was a woman in a striped shirt and a jean vest holding this big gulp with her hand. And kept, she kept drinking it in a certain way. And I went, what with a she? blonde wig, I said, you're Renee Zellweger and something about Pam. <laughs> she said, I am. I said, that's good. That that was a great homemade costume. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Right. Um, oh, this is a funny one. Um, someone could be Mai from Turning Red. Oh, that'd be good. You know, you could be the yeah. uh, the character in that Pixar film that turns into a red panda. Yeah. Anytime <laughs> she has uh, anxiety. That'd be fun. That's great. Okay. Uh you can add to the list of the last-minute Halloween costumes for 2022. Those are all on our list. Uh, honorable mention for Beyonce's album cover for Renaissance, mm-hmm. uh, Rooster for Top Gun, and Elvis Presley. He was pretty big this uh, this season. Turn up, Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. From 104.5. Dan Riskin, our resident science expert. Dan Riskin, good morning. Hey, Dan. Good morning. How are you? University of Alberta, York University, Cornell University, Boston University, Brown University. Well, you got a lot of universities behind you. I get around. There's a lot of BUs and no BS. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, hey, I can ask you, what's with this universe thing burping? Mostly BU. Oh, yeah. What's with the universe burping? What's happening? The universe is burping. What's happening? Okay, so a black hole has burped, and scientists are very confused about it. Basically, when a black hole eats a star, which happens from time to time, they tend to be messy eaters. So most of the stuff goes into the black hole and disappears forever, but some of it swirls around and comes spewing out, and it's like food all over the table. And it comes flying out at a really high rate of speed, like 10% of the speed of light. And it's kind of fun to watch, and astronomers think they understand that. Fine. But what's happened is this one black hole ate a star back in 2018, and then three years later, a bunch of material came out. It's almost like it burped. Now, this material didn't come out of the black hole. It came out from around the area around the black hole. But it took three years for it to suddenly appear, and scientists have absolutely no idea why that happened. It it totally doesn't fit with our understanding of how black holes work, Uh and so now they have to come up with new theories to explain this really weird finding. The stuff came spewing out at half the speed of light, which is just insanely fast. I've heard the recordings, and it literally sounds like a... Yeah, just that. It's like that's it. Yeah, well, I mean, wow, it's, it's like indigestion after one of my meals. Exactly. Right? Well, your burps are bigger than <laughs> so this one. Wow, but, this but is a big burp. This the, is a very big. Burp. But it's coming from very far, right? And yeah. very fast, yeah. right? Yeah. And why are we yeah. well, should we be concerned about this? No, the, I mean the nice. I mean it's a black hole, so it's like the deadliest thing in the universe. But it's far away, and it's probably not coming it's, here, so we should be okay. Uh, yeah. But it, what it really comes down to is that we just don't know everything yet the the universe is full of great mysteries and people who are kids today are going to grow up and solve some of those mysteries it, you know sometimes it feels like we've solved everything but we're nowhere close i we took a so deep dive on black holes the other day on youtube you mm-hmm. they're insane oh. like it's it's actually the more you look at a black hole it's scary that, that it even exists yeah yeah yeah, it's, it, they're, they're so weird. Some people, it took a long time before people really were sure that they did exist. Einstein did not like the idea of them. He sort of came up with it, and then he said, actually, now the more I think about it, they're too, they're too scary. And uh, and then he looked for other ways to explain some of the data he was seeing. But uh, ultimately, okay. now we have consensus that black holes really do exist. Now, now let's talk about uh, Fiona the Fruit Bat, your book that you wrote over um, uh, lockdown. Uh, you yeah. want uh, Fiona the Fruit Bat is a kid's book. It's adorable. There it is right there. We'll, we'll post it on our social media, but th- tell us about how you came up with this idea and who knew you studied bats? 
Yeah, so I'm a bat biologist. That's what I did before the TV stuff. Um, I'm famous for my work on vampire bats, which are real bats that really do drink blood. I looked at the way that they move, so I put them on a little miniature bat-sized treadmill and had them walk in front of a high-speed camera. This is what I did for my research. Sounds very cute. Among other things. And uh, so I wrote this book about how much I love bats, basically, and it's a story of a, a little cute baby bat who is ready to fly, but she's scared because she doesn't know how she's going to avoid bumping into things, and she hasn't figured out how she's going to see in the dark, and she has to figure out a secret that's locked inside herself to, to work it out. And it sort of mirrors what it's like to be a little kid doing something for the first time and how scary that can be. And you have three kids. Yes. And you, read the, and, and you, you, you checked with the kids with this book about how they felt about it? Exactly. So I, I tested it on them, and it's funny. Earlier drafts, they'd walk out of the room in the middle of the story, and I was like, "Well, clearly that's not working." <laughs> Back to the drawing board. But we got it. We yeah. got it nailed down, and now it's it's getting good reviews from kids. And it's getting good reviews, and and again, it's it's a beautifully illustrated book too, and it's about finding your voice. Fiona the Fruit Bat, a bat, uh, by Dan yeah. Riskin. Thanks for being with us today, Dan. Thanks so much, guys. Happy Burping Universe. Happy bats, and happy Halloween. Turn up Marilyn Dennison Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. What's your favorite Halloween candy of all the Halloween it, candies? It's, it's Kit Kat. I would say there's a yeah. thing about Kit Kats. I don't know why we have an obsession with the Kit Kat, but it just tastes so top shelf. Is it? Is, it, it, is that what it is? It's like cookie. It's a little bit of chocolate. You get the wafers. It yeah. And it just, tastes good really cold, too. I like it. I've never I've never done the cold yeah, Kit Kats. Yeah, yeah. I've done cold Reese's peanut butter cups, but never the Kit Kat. But ah. something about Kit Kat is just so I don't know, it just tastes like it's the best of all the chocolates. Yes. Did you know that uh Kit Kats have a special process for that stuff that goes in between the wafers? And you probably didn't even know what it was. It's just Kit Kats. So basically, in the process of making a Kit Kat bar, of course, at some point they're getting all these crumbs and things sure, falling leftovers. on the bottom, the leftovers. They're following, you know, they're falling on the bottom of the conveyor belt or whatever. Uh-huh. What they do is they they gather all that stuff up, like basically the crumbs and the grinds, and that's what's stuffed into the Kit Kat. So there you have it. Kit Kat stuffed Kit Kats. That's right. Recycle, up, uh, upcycling. Upcycling. That's Kit what they're Kats. doing, and it tastes just the same. It's just that they're broken. What other food could they do that with? That I don't be, know. That would be really weird with any other food. Could but you? you ma- Imagine, like, chicken was just, like, they <laughs> stuffed a piece of chicken with, like, ground-up chicken nuggets or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I think about when you're a kid and you get a chocolate chip cookie. You want the whole chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. You see a broken one, you go, I don't want the broken one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the thing. Do we have audio for this, uh, Simone? Oh, we're, okay. All right. Um, but I want to tell you that that um, it's so funny because optics are so important. Yes. And so that's why that's interesting to find out that they've revealed that. Mm-hmm. Well, they couldn't. I mean, can you imagine if they revealed that years ago? Like, yeah, we just take the, the Kit Kat crumbs and just throw it into the middle. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. look disrespectful, exactly. actually. <laughs> but no, it's, it's pretty good. And you've been Way eating it for get... years. So I love it. Why stop now? Have um, a break. Have a Kit Kat. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Marilyn Dennison Jamar. Podcast. Chum 104.5. Podcast.